testing, testing, yeah, testing. Just listen to my. Hit this thing one more time on my arm. I'm punching Dude, my face. Dude, we should do like hey. the the most stereotypical. Hey, this is my turn to talk right now. Fuck. All right, my bad. Because see, you guys, are, Doug, they're always trying to fuck up my voice, bro. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. We, we yeah. always trying to yeah. interrupt yeah. you, yeah. not the other way around. You know what? You, you <laughs> never, you never get your point across. I feel so bad for you. Hey. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Uh, welcome to Mind Pump. This is Adam Schaefer. Is that really your, your whisper, dude? This is my... He, he's still trying to be the sultriest one on the bunch. No, this is, this is Adam Schaefer. What the fuck? Dude? Mind Pump Radio. I'm here with... Sal Stefano. Sal D's nuts in my face, Stefano. Oh, bro, you lose already. You laughed already, dude. I can't. You're fucking terrible. At Adam loves sex with your mom, Schaefer. So wait, listen. Sal can. Sal's like a little girl. He starts giggling. Justin, just fucking saying the most awesome shit. Ever. He is you, Andrews. All right, all right. You should always, Justin. You should always talk in a whisper. And, so. and fucking dog. Bro, I, I feel like I'm being molested. <laughs> Stop. That's enough. <laughs> Uh, Welcome to Mind Pump. Radio. I'm good at creepy shit. I you think. know what? We just creeped everybody out. Because if I felt it. creeped out, well, tell them what we did. And I'm used to you guys whispering. We were we were trying to see who could who would break first. Uh, it was laugh. me. Even I laugh. was fucking laughing before Sal we even fired it up. Thirty dude. seconds, dude. Oh man, I can't handle it. What are we talking about? It's today? too funny. What no, is, uh, we're do, we're answering questions, dude. Oh, Q and A. Love question music. it. It's not TNA, it's QA. Almost as awesome, but totally not. I feel like we came full circle. You know what's maybe this naturally just happens that this is why our, our listeners are so awesome because for a while they were we were getting nothing <laughs> fitness related and all these random stuff. And <laughs> they, then I they go like in ebbs and flows, it just does. like us. And so maybe we should. I know we tried to fight it last, or you know, Doug was, was trying to uh, organize last week. For us. Yeah, I think they just did determine. I think last yeah. week there was just a lot of shit on people's mind. That you like that little to, jab at Doug that was, Adam <laughs> slides in there? He's like, you know, Doug's always trying to tell us what to do, but you know, he doesn't have to. <laughs> Captain Maestro over here always trying to dictate everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He he puts the dick in it, dictate. He does. He does. He does. He does. <laughs> well, let's let's kick this motherfucker off. What do we got first? Uh, let's start with kick the- out the damn motherfucker. Ding, dang, bro. <laughs> you went far with that. All right, so oh, I'm ready. Let's start with the, this question is from uh, the Barrett Teeter. Barrett here. Barrett Teeter. So can you see that fast? It's the Barrett Teeter. There's a lot of there's a lot of T's in there. Yeah. Uh, his question can I buy is. A vowel? His question is on the necessity. Of flexibility with weightlifting or with working out with weights. Yes. So I'm gonna let's let, let, me, let me let me finish here. I'm gonna start with the word well, necessity. Oh, that, oh, hold on a second. So is flexibility important? Yes. Is it necessary? No. I provide Exhibit A, Adam Schaefer. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. Evidence dude. that it is not necessary at all. Oh, yeah. You can walk uh, around and not scratch I was going to go last, but now I have to defend myself since you started <laughs> off with fucking the jab. So Adam this- puts his shoes on. He like sits on the floor, lays back, puts his foot up, has a long stick with a little hook on it, and then ties his shoe because he can't reach his feet. So... Uh, this is this this I like this question. It was uh, I voted on having this question Nimble. because um, here I think I'm a great example. Before I got into competing, <clears throat> I was very consistent uh, with with my flexibility, and I I wouldn't I wasn't I shouldn't say I was a huge uh, stretcher, but what I did do was I incorporated dynamic flexibility uh, at least 
once a week in my routine if Whoa, i did down if i didn't do a full body uh, dynamic flexibility or every workout i would have at least one exercise that was dynamic flexibility so that's how i i always remain flexible and or if i found myself let's say i was training in like our phase one and i and i felt myself after i get through phase one i was just really stiff and tight uh from lifting a lot of heavy weight um, I might take a week of doing nothing but dynamic flexibility and, you know, calisthenics and things like that to really, really work on my flexibility, a lot of foam rolling, getting a lot of massages. So that's another thing too. I used to be very religious about my massages. I used to get massages anywhere between one to three times per week. So things like this were uh, huge in my flexibility game. Now, when I decided to get into competing and became so aesthetic driven, uh, I, I've only got so much damn time. So those that haven't figured this out yet, I'm not like your average pro. Okay. Uh, majority of these pros that I compete against. Not your average bear? I'm not. Not at all. These The average mm-hmm. pro that, especially the average successful pro, this is pretty much what he fucking does all the time. You know what I'm saying? His job is to work out and make videos and most of them are sponsored and they have people that are making the videos for him and doing all this stuff and they live in the fucking gym. If I was spending two to three hours in the gym every day, I could do both. I could train for to be a men's physique athlete and I could also be the super flexible guy and in great overall shape. Unfortunately, uh, I have prioritized my time and training for, you know, primarily hypertrophy for primarily shaping and sculpting my body and not taking care of it. Now, mind you, uh, many times I don't have a choice. Sometimes I'm in so much pain because I've been neglecting uh, stretching and taking care of myself that I got to take it out. In fact, shit, just three nights ago, my elbow was in a fucking ice bucket all night long because... You get I, that, right? You get the elbow deal a lot. I, I do have golfer's elbow. Mm. I do. And in a lot of that Otherwise is... Otherwise known as jerkers. Elbow. Yeah, yeah, right? And and what that is, <laughs> if uh, if you actually like uh, flex or extend your, your ring finger... You'll feel those uh, those muscles that run all the way down to your elbow is is what uh, is is like overused and gets inflamed and swollen and it hurts like a motherfucker. Well, yeah, then you can't pull. You can't pull. Yeah, I actually right? I haven't done pull ups in almost two years because of it. Really? And, yeah. So I think what people need to realize, you know, for some people, flexibility, regular flexibility training is isness is probably close to necessary, but flexibility is highly genetic. There's people that never worked out. They'll come into the gym, yeah, and they're weak, but they're super flexible, and they've never done anything because of the position of their joints. And uh, well, there's there's a, the elasticity of their muscles, and it's just a lot of it's genetic. For me, it's I, I need to I need to do it because I'm naturally tight. But let's also not forget this: proper resistance training, full range of motion, proper resistance training, it will, places you into flexibility. Position. It will. It'll yeah. it'll maintain a reasonable amount of flexibility for everyday life but not for like sports and stuff like that but if you're a gym rat and you want to be buffed in the gym and you do good full range of motion smart working out and you have a desk job you'll you'll probably never have issues with flexibility uh because full range of motion resistance training you need to have a certain amount of flexibility to be able to like to do a full squat there's a certain level of flexibility well here's the deal okay uh, this question it it you know, if you're just looking at it from the perspective of aesthetic and trying to get, you know, hypertrophied out and be as, as presenting as far as like looks wise as you can go. Yeah, it's probably not high in the totem pole. Sports is completely different. 
I, I honestly, uh, in order to maintain the types of movement that you're going to produce and get the responsiveness out of the muscle, you know, you need to be able to, and flexibility doesn't mean that you're just sitting there and you're holding a stretch, right? I mean, like Adam said, it's dynamic stretches. It's also, you know, the myofascial release. It's all these things that help to inhibit like the movement to, to really help you move properly and, uh, uh, you know, be able to maintain that and for the long periods of all the stress too. So it's a great combatant to a lot of high intensity workouts and things that you're going through as far as like performance goes. So, you know, yeah, you know, maybe it's like, I know runners that don't stretch at all. Right. Yeah. You know, so there's that aspect to it. So you do get, you know, that muscle tension, it's it's optimal in a specific length. It's not like I'm trying to lengthen that out further and do yoga yeah, for what you're doing. To, there's an optimal you know, enhance my performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's maintaining that level of, of length tension that, that is optimal. So sports, you, you really got to focus down what, what those lengths are, what that means. Yeah. What the con- main contributors are, you know, focus on those and then everything else you do have to lengthen out, you know, in order to allow that to, to, uh, you know, respond the way you want it to. So give, it's give, a little bit different. Give a, give a, give a good, uh, cause this, that's a very great point. And I'm trying to think while you're talking right now, a good uh, example of that with a sport. Well, like hip flexors, for instance. I mean, you know, that's something I'm always stretching, you know, because I'm shortening those out, like constantly running and jumping and and responding and uh, moving in different planes. And, uh, you know, anytime that gets really tight and and restrictive, it's going to throw off my lumbo-pelvic hip. I'm not going to be as mobile as I need to be. And so... uh, especially when I was doing uh, Muay Thai and I'm trying to like uh, get a a specific range of motion out of my leg, impossible if you're not stretching those muscles out, you know, to, to, to enhance that range of motion, to pick my leg up higher and strike. Mm -hmm. So it just depends on what you're doing. Wouldn't you say to training athletes uh, or training someone for a sport, that's probably the number one probably thing that you address with almost everybody, wouldn't you say? I would think hip flexors are commonly short. It's very common. That's why I brought that up. It's one of my. Yeah, no, that's yeah. why I think it's a great point. It's another great point. Is the you know that we sit at our desk or we sit in cars and you know our, our hip flexors are in a contracted position probably eighty exactly. percent of the time that we're we're uh, throughout our day. So. I'm sure that's probably something you have to take most all athletes through. Well, I, the one thing that I do before every single uh, full body workout is I foam roll. Mm-hmm. And I, I, if I have time, I spend 10 to 15 minutes doing some stretching, but I foam roll be, be, before every single workout just because I like to train heavy and I like to push myself and um, I want to do everything I can to minimize the risk of injury because I know if I'm lifting a heavy weight for my body and I'm a little tight, it's going to throw my form off a little bit. Um, injury potential is becomes high. I should I should say too that because uh, I did say that uh, you know we we're teasing me about not I have to I I uh, squat three times a week, so three times a week I am foam rolling and stretching my lower half. I have to. Oh yeah, you can't, otherwise I you can't, work out. You can't. Yeah, I right? can't squat. I can't. Yeah. Squ- I can't squat properly unless I foam roll and stretch before I do, and it takes me about 10, 15 minutes before. And now, what do you roll? Do you do the typical you know, piriformis IT Pir- band? Here, my my things I roll. So I roll my my piriformis, my IT, and my glutes, and uh, my abductors and adductors. So those are my primary focuses on. Uh, that opens me up. I'll even straddle the foam roller and get my hip flexor a little bit. But I my most of my stretches that I'll do are are targeted towards my hip flexors and opening my hips up. So then when I do my so I do foam rolling first. 
uh, all those areas I just said, and then I'll do, uh, I'll go through about four different major stretches that will open up my hips. So here's my, here's my uh, order. So I always start off, I'll do piriformis. Then I go to, and I do piriformis both sides. I T-band both sides. Then I go um, uh, Terra's major and minor. So right under the armpit, arm stretched over the, the yeah. foam roller. Because I'll do heavy, I do a lot of heavy pulling and pull-ups. And that makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Then I do the thoracic where I roll my thoracic uh, spine over the foam roller. So it's like across my yeah, body. My arms are crossed. Too. And I can feel things you know, pop yep. you know, up and down. It's like a little adjustment. And then I go on and I do some dynamic quad ham uh, hip and then low back twisting stretches mm-hmm. and then I'm done. That's usually my warm up. And it takes me, if I have the time, I take a full 30 minutes. So what I'll do is I'll take my pre-workout at the beginning of that. By the time I'm done with all my foam rolling and stretching, my pre-workout has kicked in and I'm ready to rock and roll. Yeah. And if, you know, I'm good, but yeah, I'll be, I'll tell you what, man, for the first, you know, throughout my twenties, uh, a warm up for me was a set with lightweight. Oh yeah, exactly. That was my warm up. I'm done. That was until I was thirty. I know. Yeah. Now it's progressed, right? It's, it starts as the foam roller, and then it moves to this harder surface, like a PVC pipe. And now I'm on to like the lacrosse ball. So I'm, oh, I love the lacrosse you know, ball. My interior delt. I'm I'm rolling that. I'm getting my performance. Like if you sit right on there, oh my god, it lights it up. Oh yeah. I yeah. got I got one of those. Uh, uh, so my foam roll is a knob is knobbed ones. Have mm. you done that yet? Oh. Did I ever tell oh, you guys yeah. about the time oh. I bought a vibrating foam roller? What? Yeah, and then it got lost in your butt. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So this is a true story, dude. Crazy. Oh, not- and that doc and yeah, Doctor no- Mind Pump found it. Yeah. Right? No. 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 Oh. No. This is not it. So let me t- check this out. So there's I, such a thing. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna just put these people on blast because I'm still completely irritated about this. So I went on Perform Better. Dot com, <laughs> which sells normally great personal training equipment. Right, and I wanted, I needed to buy a foam roller, and I see this one, and it says it vibrates and it helps you know break up adhesions better. Theoretically, it kind of makes sense, right? If you have something that vibrates real hard, <laughs> shame on you, you got sold on that. Yeah. Shame yeah, on you, well, bro. So it was like a half foam roller, and it vibrated. And you look at the picture, and it didn't show anything; it just showed the foam roller. It's like the toothbrush that vibrates, bro. Oh, bro, I mean, tell me this, bro. Yeah. So I buy this fucking thing, and when you get it, it's the black. You know the black hard foam rollers, but yeah. it's a half size. Yeah. Right. On the end of it is like a little white, like sticking out kind of knob that you turn and it makes it vibrate. And it's fucking weak. Like you turn it on and you get on. I'm like, what a waste of 40 bucks. I know this is gone. Anyway, I left it in the gym in the corner and I would just use it as a regular foam roll. I never turned on the vibrating part because it was bullshit. I'm training a lady and she's got her son in there. Who's, she recognized what it was. Bro. Yeah. The three-year-old is playing with the foam roller because, you know, you ever, I don't know if you've ever, if you have a personal training studio and kids go in there, it's like a freaking uh, playland for them. So he's playing with everything. He picks this thing up and I don't know what he's doing, but he's pulling the knob part of the, fo- of the foam roller, the part that vibrates. And he pulls out, I swear on everything I love. It was a dildo. It was a white, you ever remember those old ad commercials in like magazines in the back and it's like an old hard plastic vibrator and the woman's holding it up to her neck and she's like massage my neck yeah i knew it because you know you know those old cognito ads what the hell man where they're selling like it's a it's a neck massager but you know very well it's a fucking vibrator (laughs) right that's what was inside the foam roller no way i swear it's a it was a hard white tapered at the end 1960s freaking vibrator well i mean what else are we gonna do with it so i'm thinking you don't want to put in the landfill bro so i call right? i call perform better i'm it's, like i want to recycling re- i'm like i want to refund they're like why and i'm like because you asshole <laughs> because of your 1930s no, dildo this is what i said i said you guys obviously bought a cache of cheap ass vibrators and decided to make 40 bucks off of a piece of shit 
and stick it in there. I want my money back. One of my client's kids pulled out the freaking vibrator and I sent them a picture of it and they refunded me right away. No way they did. <laughs> right away. Because they knew, bro. Hey, you take yeah. a picture of it. It's a fucking vibrator. Why'd you give me a vibrator? I don't want a vibrator. I wanted a freaking, uh, if I get to get a vibrator, I'm not going to get that piece of shit. That I'm going to buy a good one. That is such a great story. Yeah. Well, dude, I mean, if they would have hit it better, you would never known. Bro. Yeah. Embarrassing. So my client's like, why is my, because she didn't know. So the freaking three-year-old, <laughs> the three-year-old walks in the room and he's holding a vibrator. Oh, dude. And her face dropped. I guarantee, I, this is what we need to ask women when they come on because I guarantee that's happened to more than one, you know, lady. Dude. They, like, their kid has found their, their little stash. But, bro, the worst part was it wasn't her. She knew it had to do with, it was either mine or it was in the gym. So he's walking back with his vibrator. She's looking at me like, where the hell did he get that, Sal? Right. What am I going to, you know what I mean? I'm like, I swear to God. It was in this, I, showed her the, <laughs> like, yeah. I showed her the brochure. I put oh it back inside the form order shower. I totally like, have to explain yourself. I didn't leave like, my freaking uh, vibrator here. Sorry. Oh my yeah. God, dude. dude. Okay, next That's question. Gnarly. Next question. Next question. So this is from, let's see, which one should we ask here next? Uh, go should, order. should we do the fun one? The, no, the non-fitness no, no, one? Go in order. Just, wait, 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 oh, man. Yeah. All right. This one's from Jay Battiato. He's obviously Italian, my, my bro. Uh, his question is, is it possible to fix metabolic damage from years of uh, basically extreme dieting and improper exercise? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Our, our, our metabolism is, uh, is free-flowing, so it's ever-changing. It's not like a, people, people think that, um, you know, oh, I have this slow metabolism. And so let, let's just use hypothetical numbers. So maybe a slow metabolism only burns... Uh, a thousand calories a day, okay. Let's say, or fifteen hundred is probably more realistic. Yeah, I was about to say. So you know, you say you know, fifteen hundred calories is your slow metabolism, right? Well, it's not fifteen hundred calories or fifteen hundred calories every single day. You know, one day it's sixteen hundred, another day it's thirteen hundred, twelve, and it has everything to do with what's going on in your lifestyle, stress, your working out, like how you eating. You know, all these things play a role. You know, we talk about the large meals you eat causes thermo a thermogenic effect when you consume. We know that uh, when you lift weights, it creates you know this anabolic environment. All these things play a role in your metabolism, and so your day to day is always changing. So that being said. This is something that we we can manipulate and 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 better. But when you've done damage for a very long time, you got to keep in mind that you know for a long time you've been fucking it up. So putting together one or two weeks of consistency is not going to be enough to rebound you from a terrible metabolism to a roaring metabolism that you can eat anything you want and stay lean. So it takes time. It takes time, and it's a it's a slow process of slowly it's it's similar to what we're going through right now with you know when we get to the next episode when we talk about my reverse diet you know i don't know do, does this come out first or second this will come out first. this comes okay cuny so you guys will hear the reverse diet thing afterwards that i go through which is in a sense and now i don't have a long-term metabolic damage that i've done myself but i've slowed my metabolism down over the last month and a half because for four weeks there i was every single week reducing my caloric intake while I was increasing my expenditure. So I'm pushing the body further, giving it less food, and in turn, fucking my metabolism up. Now, mind you, I only do that for a short period of time, and the idea is that I can rebound from that and get myself back up to normal in the next, you know, four to eight weeks and be my normal self. But, you know, for somebody who's been damaging it for a long, long, long time, that, that process is a little bit longer. But it's the same concept of what I go through right now. Well, you can, you can think of it this way. When you think of metabolic damage and repairing it, 
when we use med- when we say the word metabolism, I think people start to think immediately. I need to work out real hard. I need to do all these different things that, to speed up my metabolism. Here's here's what it really here's if you think of it in this term, you'll be more successful. Okay, the way you correct metabolic damage or the way you fix metabolic damage is by becoming healthy. So your focus should be on your health. Right. Your focus should not be on speeding up your metabolism. Good point. That it, because I think when people think I need to speed up my metabolism, they think in terms of like work, what they're going to yeah, do with their like workout. How many meals they can get in. Well, and, and that's actually, that's where that whole thing came from. Yeah. The six meals. Yeah. So meals. it's, it's really, it's, it's about the it's, opposite when you think of it like that. Yeah. It's, it's just get, you got to become yeah. healthy. So and internally. And so that's why everything, yeah, the whole foods and right. So yeah, focus on build your, up your immunity, all that stuff. So like I had a client who, um, and I've, I've talked about her before, but she's such a great example. She had a battle with cancer. Um, she won the battle, you know, did all this chemo, um, had done this real low dieting, you know, low calorie dieting for so long that when she came to me, um, you know, her metabolism was so slow that anything over 1200 calories, she would gain weight and she couldn't get away with even a day. She would do that for one day and she'd gain weight and she would stay on for weeks. So the key really wasn't about, you know, burning all the calories. It was about making her healthy. And so what was the step process? Well, step number one, without even changing her diet or anything, make her stronger. Step number two, um, you know, picking healthier foods, not changing calories, just healthier foods. Step number three, eliminating food intolerances. Mm-hmm. Step number four, eliminating artificial sweeteners, which she used to she used to be heavy on. Eliminate sugar. And so over the course of a year, her metabolism repaired itself, but it's really because she became healthy. And so that's what you got to think about, uh, Jay, whatever your name is. Uh, what you got to think about is I got to become healthy. So don't worry about losing weight right now. Don't worry about it. That'll happen Anyways, that'll happen secondary. I want you to think about how can I make myself healthy? What foods make me healthy? What activities make me healthy? If you think in those terms, you will get there. And it does take time. But if you think in those terms, it's not going to feel like it's such a long time as if I, you know, as if you were thinking, I need to speed up my metabolism because then it feels like it takes forever. Yeah, that's a great, that's I mean, a very that's a great point. point. Very yeah, because uh, immediately, like metabolism, I, I, I tend to think of like some clients that come in, like they have like thyroid, hyper hypothyroidism. Uh, and they have like these other ailments, you know, that are really, you know, disrupting the process for them to, you know, have a, a healthy, thriving metabolism. Um, but yeah, you're right. It, it's really just about like getting to that point where your body is able to heal itself and recover and, you know, produce, you know, a higher functioning system. Yeah. When you meet someone who has metabolic damage, they they will typically have low energy, sleeping patterns disrupted. Sometimes they'll have emotional or, or issues due to the, the changes in their hormones or chemicals because of the metabolic damage, low energy, food, you know, uh, issues with food that they're completely unaware of. You know, it's funny because I'll, I'll take out a food, you know, uh, I'll correct someone's food intolerance and all of a sudden they'll be like, I didn't realize how gassy I used to be. Yeah. You know, something like, like, I didn't realize I used to have gas all the time. I thought that was just the way I was, but it was because I had this food intolerance. And once I eliminated that, now or I can Or the tell. fact that you're eating so much. Right. You know, you're, you're eating in this surplus con- constantly. We talked about that because it's like, if you've never done it where you've consistently stayed in a deficit, you don't know the difference. You don't know. Yeah. yeah. Right. So no, that's a very good, no, that's a great point. I, and very similar. I mean, uh, I also, you know, none of us touched on cardio and stuff, but it, it piggybacks off of what the great point that Sal brought up is that it's just about being healthier. The first thing I do with someone like this, I get clients like this a lot, actually, uh, just because I deal with competitors and things like that. Well, I, I think probably more than anything, we get clients that have been with other trainers and they finally come to us and it's like they've yeah. been fucked up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I actually, first thing I do is cut cardio out. 
and that's they normally freak out. They're like, "What?" I'm mm-hmm. like, "100 pounds overweight," and you want yep. me to stop doing all yep. this crazy cardio I was doing? I'm like, "Yeah," because all that that just goes to show that it's not about something you can work your way out of. Having metabolic damage right. is not something you can. That's work. why I wanted to say health because yeah, people exactly. try to work no, out. That's of why it. it was such. A, it was great that you yeah. said that following after what I was talking about because that that was a much better way to say that is that because when you started listening to steps off, I'm like, "That's exactly what I do." You know, it's exactly what I do is I shut down everything. That's crazy that they're doing, you know, as far as extremes of anything. And cardio for sure is normally one of those things that someone who's really overweight has been trying to yeah. pound away at to, to fix and say, listen, we're going to do this all healthy and nutritionally first. Let's get you balanced out. And then, you know, our goal is like 30 days from now to be doing zero cardio and you not put any weight on and you're eating just as much food, if not more food. And just like you said, and that's better. a victory. Yeah, that's huge victory. You know, and you're, we're already on our, our way of heading back to fixing this metabolism, mm-hmm. you know, so. Another another symptom that you'll see, and I see this more with women than men, is they have very wide fluctuations in water retention. Yes. That's a great sign that, you know, we've had some metabolic damage. You know, where someone will come to me and be like, I don't know why I'll just gain five pounds and then it goes away and nothing changes. And it's like, okay, we're dealing with some, we're dealing with some issues here. And, and in order to fix that, we got to get healthy. You can't just burn the shit out of your body and think that that's going to fix because it won't, it'll, it'll get worse. Yeah. You got to remember that when, when, when you, when your metabolism that low and you're pushing the, the body, our bodies are very smart and, and you, it's what you're doing to that is when you, when you're working out, it's a stress, right? We're putting stress, uh, you know, uh, um, short-term stress on our body. So if you're putting this short-term stress on your body, what makes the body adapt and do things is to try and figure that out, to counter it, to try and to become efficient, you know? And if you're not giving it very much nutrients and you're pushing it really hard, it tries to learn how to be efficient off of nothing. It's trying to stay alive. Yeah, it's trying yeah. to survive. It's like, okay, she's she or he is not giving me shit nutritionally and is pounding my body every day. Okay, we have to learn to become efficient at only getting this much. And that's why you're shooting yourself in the foot. So- you know, great point Sal brings up, and Justin, I think that was a, that was a great answer to that. Hopefully that helps out. Um, if you're not tuning in and listening to the reverse diet part and, and follow me on Periscope, you know, these are things I'm talking about right now because I'm kind of coming through that. Obviously not as extreme to somebody who's been damaged for a long, long time, but, uh, you know, similar concept. All right, so next question is from uh, Mitchell Cochran. And or as we like to call him, Mitchell Cochran. Cockring. His question. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. By the way, uh, you might be wondering why we sound so awesome right now. Doug just uh, upgraded our uh, some of our equipment a little bit. It sounds great. I don't know. If they hear us better. Oh, they, we sound fantastic. They can't tell. They, they can't. can't tell. We idiot. can tell. You're an idiot. Oh, never mind. <laughs> you might be wondering why I said that. Well, you <laughs> know what? Maybe they upgraded and all bought Beats just, headphones yeah. over the weekend or something. It, it just right. means you could hear yourself better. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. <laughs> And now I look like an asshole again. Uh, All right, so yeah, <laughs> awesome. Fuck. All right, so uh, uh, Mitchell Cockring wants to know when is Mind Pump going to come out with supplements? Fuck. Well, here's the deal. We have too much shit to do. Here's the deal. Um, <laughs> you y- guys know. You guys listen to us, and you know that what our feelings are on most supplements. So here's the problem: if we come out with a supplement, number one, it's not going to be bullshit. So that means it's going to take a lot longer because yeah. we could just come out with some shit and just throw stuff together. That's and, what we've cornered ourselves. Yeah, into. and put a exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're fucked. God yeah, damn it! We could throw we a that? shitload of stimulants in something, and trust me, I know how to put chemicals together, legal chemicals. Oh, I know. Fly, <laughs> and uh, and we'll sell some. But I've had some of his. They're y- crazy. Yeah, you don't. It's um, number one, it won't be bullshit. Number two, we want to be very closely tied to the quality control. We do not want to sell something that we think 
has something in it and then find out later that our reputation is ruined because, you know, it's it's processed in China and there's lead in there and now people are whatever. Or it doesn't have any active ingredient or, you know, stuff like that. So we have to be behind it 100%. It has to work. And lastly, I'm not going to sell you something that's already out there. We want to sell you something different. If we're going to sell you a supplement, there's going to be something in it in combination with something else that's good that we feel is revolutionary. That's not true. Why not? That's not true. We I would still sell you uh, a brand, a good, what I think is uh, one of the, the purest, best brands or uh, branch chain amino acids or creatine or things that are already proven that are great. Yeah, are great but we're that, gonna do it. Gonna, I mean, why why have our mind pumpers go somewhere and order their shit somewhere else when they can get you know something that? But you, but here's what I'm saying: if we do it that way, it's gonna have something else in it that makes it more effective, or uh, that that's not our first supplement. That's not the first thing we come out with. We're like, right. hey, here's branch chain amino acids. We might come out with a recovery matrix. I'm just throwing this out there. Yeah, uh, I don't think I, I don't think Sal should say anything for sure because we don't know. So. We, we don't <laughs> because we, there, there is a very Let's good chance. Brainstorm yeah, there's, right now. Yeah, right, we are. We're, well, I mean, that's what we're about. Hey, we're, man, we're, we're including we're including. No, 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 yeah, we keep it real. Yeah. So, I, and I'm about right. to debate him here on this because I don't think that's true. I think there is a chance that we may come across a supplement company who has a very good protein powder or a great branch chain amino acid that we are firm believers in. We can we can be close to what they're doing and then we would support it and put it out there. Now, would we love to to come out with, you know, putting our pre-workout together of all the raw ingredients that we actually utilize and branding it as Mind Pumps pre-workout and then selling that to everybody? Yes. Yes, yes that would be awesome. Will that happen first? Uh, Sal thinks so. I don't uh, think so. I we gonna... <laughs> well, look, I, I look. think I think there's more likely a chance that because just because oh you mean pri- you mean a supplement company come out and we partner with them yes oh yeah. no 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 yeah but we would you, you well, can't you can't tell me we wouldn't be part of I'm not saying that the, but the I'm, quality you, you just you yeah. just made it sound like we're not gonna fucking come out with something unless it's the fucking f- most original Bees supplement knees. ever first yeah I mean there's the chance I, I'm that, hard to impress I mean I, I'm, I'm and I'm it's gonna be very difficult for me to, to push anything I I know that I, doesn't I, give me and I, and I believe that I, bu- I believe that it's something that we would we we would keep our integrity about 100 I just think that right now our primary focus is on upgrading right, right. this forum getting the books out that we're trying to finish the content right, for right. providing an even better service virtually online for our people so they feel like they get these fucking top-notch trainers that are they feel like they're getting trained by us for virtually nothing that to me is our my number one goal and focus for mind pump and what we're doing and i feel like that's all of ours the supplement thing i think is is coming and i think that you know there's a very good chance that we could either one align with a company that if you guys don't know this we've had several companies come after us and are and we don't talk about this on mind pump because I kind of shot myself in the foot as a as a Instagram guy because I used to get these guys all the time too, and I talked so much shit about supplements. Nobody wanted to talk to us anymore. Well, so. here's the thing. <laughs> so, here's the thing. These supplements, and we don't want to. We're, put we're any, playing hard to get. We don't want to. <laughs> we don't want to put <laughs> anybody on. Doing. We don't want to put anybody on blast. Okay, but a supplement company will come at us and they'll say, you know, we got these supplements. Promote them. We'll give you this percentage, or whatever, and, and they're good deals. Here's the problem, though. Um, if I look at their protein powder and it's flavored by sucralose, or if I look at their product and it's something that I wouldn't take myself. We're not going to sell it, number one. Number two, we've already talked shit about it, so <laughs> it ain't going to work. Yeah. So, I mean, call, say what you will. Um, when we come out with our – basically, in a nutshell, when we come out with our product, we're going to believe in it. It's, I mean, that's in yeah. a nutshell what when I'm saying. When it's our product, when it's fucking labeled with our mind pump on it, I agree with you. But I still – like, I, I'm a firm believer. There's, there's supplement companies out there that I like a lot of their stuff. Do I agree with all their stuff? No. You know, that, that doesn't mean that I wouldn't – 
represent like, hey, they have this, 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 and this. I firmly you, but they you would know, have to impress us. Yeah, of well, of course, you know, obviously right. we we're we're little bees natches like that that we have these super high standards. <laughs> we have these ultra high standards, like we're a bunch of fucking snobby bitches. Yeah, over yeah. Here. We yeah, won't yeah. just let anybody in. Like you know, we're not gonna let shreds you know come what? in here yeah. and fucking partner up with us or anything. No. So, but I mean, I, I think it. it's important that our listeners know that that. A hundred percent. This is uh, a direction we're going. I hope you guys appreciate though that our our first focus is on other things. I feel like right now you guys could get out there and get supplements and you and utilize the information we're giving you. And even though we would love for it all to get traffic from us and to help us grow this, uh, right now we have the tools and the ability to start to continue to produce great content for you guys and give you guys more access to us uh, than the, what we're already doing. Which well, hey, I, we're, that's we're, what I want to. We see. reach a lot of people. Look, if you're listening right now and you're a supplement company. And you want to produce the supplement, you want to put it together, um, and you want, and you want, but we can put our input into it and we can look at the quality and test it with a third party and that's all cool. Then hit us up. We're interested. Um, otherwise if you already have a supplement and it's got anything in there that we've already talked about or we don't agree with, or it's against our philosophy, you know, we're not for sale like that. Uh, yeah. We're just not. We're not. Move along. We're not hookers in that way. Yeah. In other ways, Justin, uh, Justin's a hooker. I I hook on the weekends. He hooks on the weekends. If they, if they offer me a, money, a, a we're lot, not a lot of money, I might have to say yes, bro. <laughs> but I just tell you guys, I just keep it real. But hey, bro, we're getting paid like a motherfucker right now. So yeah. even though <laughs> yeah. we don't, even though we don't believe in these subs, we're going we're going to sell them like we do. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting paid like a Dude, motherfucker right now. <laughs> do you guys remember back in the day? Do you guys remember uh fuck? What was it called? Ultimate Orange. Ultimate Orange. You guys remember that, that like drink? Agent Orange. God damn. See, you guys weren't into supplements as early as I was. I was early. You, this just shows your age right here that you got a couple of years on us because I was taking the pinnacle. Bro, like, I'm, I'm literally one. I'm like one year older than you. <laughs> no, I, uh, like a decade, bro. You have a decade on uh, me. Bro, I'm, like I'm 27. How old are you? Yeah, you're, you're 27? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. 36. Listen, what year were you born? 81? Yeah. I'm 79, bro. We're basically the same. I'm 80. It's, it's, so a, long, there we go. it's a long time. I told you I was the penis. You're 1980? Yeah. You have the most wrinkled dick, though. Well, <laughs> hey, a lot of shit. It's can, the cutest. A lot of shit can happen in two <laughs> years, bro. I, a lot of shit can happen in two years. So listen, Ultimate Orange was a supplement. It was Dan Duquesne. You guys don't know who he is either because whatever. He he wrote the uh, the Ultimate Guide. It was like the steroid Bible. Anything. Anyway, uh, controversial figure. He made the supplement called uh, Ultimate Orange, and when it first came out with it, people were getting crazy gains off of it. <laughs> and so everybody started buying it, and then all of a sudden, nobody made gains anymore. Oh. And there was like this big thing, like it used to have steroids in it. because there was, you know, it's it's not regulated. So well, yeah. they used to say they used to put steroids in them. People were taking it, getting all these oh, crazy. Of course games. he did. I mean, he wants them to succeed. Yeah, that's that, the, those are the rumors. That's it. I, that, I, there's no, I don't oh, know. Bro, any of that that's true. the game still, rumors. still to this day. That's that is the game right <laughs> now. Is that there's a, a you can actually look up the all the list of banned steroids, right? And it's crazy because what what most of these big companies do is they just they find that list right and let's just say oh they'll tweak it a little bit yes they all they have to do is change one little thing in the in the the chemical makeup of that 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 synth, you know synthetic drug all they have to do is change one little thing and it's no longer listed on the band and then they run at it they sell a fucking bajillion of them because everyone's getting these great results from this almost test testosterone supplement and then what happens is they the FDA gets a hold of it they figure it out then they shut it down but it doesn't matter because by then that company made 10 million dollars off true. everybody so That's yeah, true. it's a it's a brilliant strategy yeah gaspari used to sell um i think it was was it halodrol which was a steroid yeah. I mean, it really was. And he made a lot of money off of it. So, all right. Next question uh, from Matt Star 15. 
What is our dream car? Ooh. Cool question. Do we have to have one? Do we have to have one? I know. Yeah, I, you like, gotta, it depends on what I'm using it for. I'll, since since I could give a shit, I'll go first because yeah, I'm going to be quick. Yeah, since, you drive, <laughs> I don't, since you drive a Jetta, why don't yeah, you tell everybody? I don't do. really care. I don't really care about cars. I could be. Uh, I could make a billion dollars tomorrow, and I'll probably not give a shit. You know My this? favorite car of all time. I used to own a Toyota pickup truck, and I loved it. Come, bro. Bro, I could. Yeah, you know <laughs> what? Less. He does this every other episode. Every other episode, Dude. he has a terrible Lame. fucking answer. He it always comes Why back. Is it a at, least, at least say it was the Dude, Toyota truck from Back to the Future that was not, all lifted. Yeah, and, right, right. You know, least, make it somewhat sexy. I just, cars just don't. I, I mean, I think they're cool when I look at them. Cars are fucking sexy um, and awesome. Muscle cars. I really love muscle cars. Would See? I ever own one? Probably not because I don't know how to fix anything in a car and I don't really care. <laughs> um, I, I mean, you know, and you know what's funny? You can fucking make all the faces you want over there, Adam. <laughs> in 20 years, bro, no one's going to own a car anyway, bro. It's all going to be fucking electric. You're going to get on a phone, on, an app on your floating. phone. They're going to pick you up and drop you off. No even, one's even, more point, even more of a reason why to have one because it'll be instant classic. It'll be worth uh, yeah. fucking 10 times the value because yeah, no one has yeah, one anymore. Dude, that is so... I'd rather ride a horse. Dude, there's nothing oh better than fucking... Can you reach over and punch him in the cock? Uh, You're close to him. <laughs> Pow! Punch his ass in the cock, Ooh, bro. Just popped his ball sack. Keep hey, punching. Matt, it's cool. God! Thank God, yeah, Matt. You're so violent. Thank I God know. there's two other guys on here that are fucking <laughs> normal men, bro. Holy fucking shit. answer this question. I'm into fucking horsepower. Meanwhile, you, meanwhile... Adam. Uh, Adam's, Adam's smell of exhaust up. is like my cologne. Meanwhile, he's got fucking uh, bright orange Daisy Dukes on and shaved <laughs> legs sticking out. I can he see wants half us his, to stare at his dick I can see half his ball sack hanging out. Bro, my, ahead, okay, okay, I'm like right guy. across, and it's like, all right, I'm, normal guy, go ahead. Caution sign, caution yeah, sign. Yeah, pull your shorts out, bro, because yeah. I can see your freaking <laughs> caution cone. Quit staring at my cock, bro. Uh, <laughs> bro, it's on my it. foot. How can I not? <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Justin. Why don't you share? Why don't you share with Matt, dude? Uh, some dream cars, bro. Well, like I've I've already mentioned that I'm I'm into the to the classic car genre, but I mean that's just one element, right? Like I I would love. Besides my truck, I, I love the uh, big boxy, like old school, like the 50s, you know, generation Chevys. My dad has a, a 56 Bel Air and like I like the 57, the 55. I would like a 55, like fucking with Mickey Thompson, fat fucking tires in the yeah, back. It's all hot rotted out. Blow, yeah, dude. Oh, what is it? What do they, they have cubic inch wise now? They have like a five... 502 yeah. or something yeah, like yeah. that oh, like yeah. a yeah, crate motor fun. yeah oh, you're, you're fucking speaking chinese awesome yeah. might as well be speaking chinese right the torque in that is insane anyway oh. i i like drag racing i'm not i mean i'm if anything actually i would i would not mind owning like a funny car and yeah. just fucking tearing ass down the <laughs> down the quarter mile it's just a, like i do in the bedroom is that what you call it? Your funny car? Yeah, it's a funny car. So, is that, <laughs> it makes clown faces. I don't want to. I don't want to interrupt you. Clown faces. I, so you're, you're, you, that's my one car, though. I'm, that's I'm just warming up. Yeah, I was gonna gotta, say you no, got to go with one, dude. No, no, you can't just have one, bro. No, because the thing is, no I used to uh, in college. Uh, one of my side jobs was a valet, and I um, I used to drive like <laughs> just what like ridiculous cars. Like I drove like a Lambo. Uh, I drove uh, you know a bunch of Porsches, 911s. I really like the 911s. Which Sick car, I mean, I'm not really into the style of it. It's a little kind of cutesy for me, but it's so the way it handles. Uh, it's one of the best cars. Changed my whole mind. Yeah. It like there's this one. There was this one hairpin turn where all the Is valets. This when you were valeting? Yeah. All the valets would, would drive it to this fire road, and then we would flip this fucking fishtail just. Rah! 
right around the side. And then you would know based off of like, you know, the handling on that turn, like which ones were legit. <laughs> and the Porsche, I could never get to, to slide. Oh, wow. It would handle so awesome, dude. It was ridiculous. Great car. Yeah, but... Uh, it was very responsible. <laughs> yeah, I totally fishtailed a couple of those like Maseratis <laughs> That's every guy who has oh, a nice car. It was amazing. Dude, guess what? Worst nightmare. Guess what? We do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Valets do that. Yeah. <laughs> they do. Yeah, they do. So, yeah. you know, mind your, your parking next time. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, you won't do that to my Toyota pickup. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't even step in that. Stick shit. Smell like farts and you know old garbage. <laughs> That's all I can picture in it. <laughs> farts and old garbage, bro. I didn't have like I didn't just lay ass in there and put freaking garbage everywhere. Well, I kept the, it. What else you do? It's, it's like, just it's nice. Like the who cares? You know? No, man. It lasts oh, forever. We're going to the dump. Good gas mileage. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, let's put some shit in the back and you know. That's it. You guys officially don't want to be my Listen, friends anymore. Anyway, I, I, go ahead, Adam. I, I honestly, like, for a fast car, yeah, I might actually pick a, a 911 Porsche, like a souped-up one or... Um, uh, and then the 55 Bel Air, you yeah, said. Yeah, actually, I like uh, I like Cobras, dude. My my cousin has one in in, uh, in Ireland, and, and we it was an AC Cobra, so it was on the right-hand drive, and you let me uh, drive it. Was that weird doing that? Oh, it was, it was really weird. I totally fucked up, but he did the same thing when he was out here. He drove my truck in the, in the wrong lane, <laughs> and he was like like dragging it, and we were laying rubber all the way down. Yes. Uh, yeah, this this strip, and then like a, a car, we were almost like in a head on collision because he like forgot to to stay in the right lane. So yeah, it was crazy. So I uh, <clears throat> I'm a huge car fanatic. Um, I love cars, and my theory on cars. Uh, to blow Sal's stupid theory out the water is that uh, <laughs> your your car is stupid theory. <laughs> <laughs> your car is uh, one of those things, just like your bed in your room, which is another thing I, I highly recommend spending good money on. Is these are two things that we spend a majority of our fucking lives in. You know, you're gonna be, you drive around a car a lot. You know, even if you're lucky enough to have a job close by, you, you're in a car a lot of your life. Uh, same thing goes for the bed. And so th these type of things I, I find, uh, you know, this is where I like to spend my money, you know, so people could talk shit all day long I'm, that I have three cars and I like to rotate them all and stuff. And like, I'm lucky enough to, to drive one of my dream cars. So my dream car growing up, um, and I, and, it, and I, it, I, like I said, I love looking at, and I think muscle cars are, and the one that you have, your Camaro is one of my ultimate favorites. Absolutely. So, and I, I wouldn't and, buy it for myself just because I don't give a shit, and, but and, I, I totally appreciate and, it. And I'll admit the, the, the hard part about it, which is what you mentioned, because I'm not a gearhead. I don't, as much as I'm into cars, I love cars. Uh, it's not one of the things that my pastimes where I, I wrench away at one. Like I, I literally don't know shit about them for the most part, as far as getting into fixing and working on them. I know my cars. Uh, so I have a 1968 Camaro SS. And it's it's a, it's show ready, so it's all the interior inside is all redone, and it's uh it's uh yeah it's kept, sexy. It, it's kept to original, original. Got my panties wet. Yeah. Uh, what you know, and it's it's kind of cool is actually that my other dream car uh, uh was owned uh, what's his face from the Niners Bowman, Navarro Bowman owns my my dream car luxury car, and we took uh I took my Camaro out, and he took his uh Phantom. Out. So I'm a I love the, oh, the Phantom Phantom yeah. Rolls Royce oh, dude. is a fucking Did you get to go bomb. in it? Yeah, no, he actually I didn't get it I actually didn't get to drive it, but uh he offered oh, he offered to let me borrow it if I just let him switch and let him borrow the Camaro. <laughs> 
So, which I'm a li- yeah, it sounds like a great idea considering his car is worth more than right, my car right? is. But still, yeah, but you know he's going to hammer yours. Yeah, exactly. it's a baby. And you could go buy a Phantom anywhere. You know yeah. what I'm saying? As, as expensive as they are, you could go buy them anywhere. You can't find a 1968 SS that looks just like mine. It's right. done like mine. You know, that would take years. Plus, to, it's the kind of car that if you borrow it, you're going to just, you're going to grind it. Oh, yeah. You're going to yeah. hammer it and, up. And, yeah. and it just can't. Ha- I mean, I know my car, all the ins and outs. So I know its limits and what I can do to it before shit starts falling apart. You know, that's the bad part about having a classic no matter how badass it is and how badass it's put together those big ass engines so i have a 383 stroker and everything's beefed in it so everything's beefed up the thing pushes probably i haven't dynoed it but it's it's probably running between 450 and 500 horses and if you've never driven uh four or 500 horses on an old school it is a lot different than getting in like a mercedes that has 500 horses and driving it that you could drive with one finger uh when you get on it uh you feel every bit of the power so um, that, so my 68 SS, as much of a headache as it is to, to maintain and keep up, um, absolutely love it. There's, it was one of the best decisions I ever did. Cause I almost bought one of my other, uh, you know, dream cars, which I'm a huge luxury car guy. I love the Mercedes X S 65, which is the biggest bossiest Mercedes they make, which that fucker has a V 12 in it and gets on it. And Dude, is that the one with the the wing uh, doors? No, that's their that. So that's their sport version, their sport car, which has the same engine in it, yeah. but it's not the big. So this is the that engine inside of the uh, their their luxury car. So it's you know you could sit in the back seat and stretch your legs out completely. It's their big body, right? So it gets up on it. Obviously, the the sport car is is you know uh, you know which is the McLaren. That's what it is, right? The Mercedes McLaren is that what I believe it is? Uh, I'm not really no. a fan of actually that car. I no, think it's kind McLaren. of different looking. That's a whole another car. Um, but uh, anyways, uh, I didn't buy the Mercedes. Because um, I, at one point in my life, I decided, you know, and this is the part where I understand Sal, um, you know, if I spend that kind of money, it's a lot of money for a nice car like that. You know, those things depreciate really fast. And why I was so sold on this classic car and going that route is I was like, you know what? Uh, if you don't know this, like if you get a, a rare car or a good, a very good classic that's taken well taken care of and a lot of stuff on an original um, yeah. They typically go up it anywhere goes up in yeah, value. between six to eight yep. percent. Every time one gets ruined, uh, wrecked off the road, they don't make them again. Again, so the value continues to increase yeah. as time goes by. So the way I looked at it is like, okay, the I could have the demand for them increases. Yes, and so I thought to myself, okay, I could have this badass whip that I don't get a chance to drive as much, isn't as comfortable probably as this sick ass Mercedes would be, but. You know, it in five years it'll be worth double what the Mercedes is worth, and it'll just continue to go up. And it was the best thing I ever did because I tell you what, like I said, when I was when I was down there with Bowman, and we had and his his fan, his Rolls Royce Phantom is fucking dope. Not only is it already a badass car, but then of course he has it all blacked out and custom, and it's oh, so clean. So it's sick. And we had them both parked next to each other, and there's nothing cooler than you know getting out of the cars together. And people stopping to take pictures of my Camaro and walking right past the Rolls Royce Phantom, you know. So that's how badass that car is. You know, it's cool to drive it down places, and it's a it's a neck breaker. I've had many, many especially old guys. Old guys follow me to gas uh, stations yeah. all yep. the time. The first when I first got it, I was I was tripping out. I was just like, "What the fuck is this dude tailing me for?" And he was just waiting for me to pull over or stop somewhere so he could finally catch up to me and be like, "That's so badass. Can I see under the hood and this and that?" And then you pop the hood, and the hoods. Even, that's the best part of the car when I pop the hood. Yeah, it's an instant bond, dude. I. I would get the same thing with with my 56 GMC pickup, dude. And when it was running, it was like, 
dude. Every, and everybody lets you in. Oh, yeah. You know, because like, oh, yeah. people want to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're just rare, right? You're not. It's just cool. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't see them on the road. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, and then I, I, I'm also like Justin, I love the Porsche 911. I also, uh, I love. Um, and you get flashed. I'm, you I am, can't be. Yeah, right. I am, a Fer- <laughs> I am a Ferrari guy too. So. Uh, the Ferrari Enzo is a fucking bad whip. Yeah, it is a yeah, it's, yeah, it's a bad whip right there. So, uh, but I love cars, man. I absolutely, I'm, I'm into I M5s. I'm into all. I mean, I like to drive different cars. I love if it, if if uh, if I was filthy rich, I would have a house large enough to have probably an eight to ten car garage, and I'd have a different car for every single day, plus a couple of, like classics that I rarely drove. Um, that's how much I love cars. I, I'd like to drive a different car mm. every single day. Yeah, awesome yeah. cars man yeah <sighs> cool <laughs> <laughs> well, we just gave each other matt, car bonus. yeah yeah matt mm. maybe next week you could ask a question that's out yeah like i said man exhaust is my cologne thank you for listening to mind pump for more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from sal adam and justin visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com until next time This is Mind Pump.